0: You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Sully! Every day on the Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both past and present featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the lockdown MLB networks team of local experts and insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for all daily baseball talk. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. What is up Cubs fans and welcome to lockdown Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown Cubs. Give me a follow on Twitter as well. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Now, Don't have the most exciting weekend of games to recap. The Cubs lost three out of four to the San Francisco Giants, but they did salvage the Sunday matinee. So they're going down to San Diego feeling good. We will talk about that game. We'll talk about the whole weekend. Also with some players coming back from injury, I'm going to end the podcast by giving you what I believe should be the Cubs lineup currently as of right now. And then I'll even give you an idea of what I think it should be when players like Nico Horner, and a Matt Duffy comeback, because I think there's going to be a lot of questions that need solving, some problems that need solving, and questions that need answering. And we'll be talking about the extensions that haven't happened yet and some stuff I've seen as far as where the blame goes if us Cubs fans don't get our wishes in regards to some of these extensions for some of our favorite players. And of course, I have to talk about the greatest baseball player of all time, Patrick Wisdom. He is without doubt He's like Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds combined. Um, That's an understatement, I think. You know, he makes Mike Trout look like dog crap. He makes... Think of your favorite baseball player. He makes them look bad. Think about a manly man, someone you look up to. They're no Patrick Wisdom. Remember those Chuck Norris jokes? Replace Patrick Wisdom, and those jokes would be far more accurate than they are about Chuck Norris. Oh, Chuck Norris could do this. Patrick Wisdom, if Chuck Norris was walking down a dark alley and he came across Patrick Wisdom, I I think he would slip into a coma just on sight. That's what would happen to Chuck Norris if he saw Patrick Wisdom. I am, of course, exaggerating quite a bit, but Patrick Wisdom is on one heck of a hot streak, absolutely tearing it up. And and you love to see it because he's benefiting our Cubs. Seven home runs in in the last eight games or something like that. 13 games total, I believe. It's unbelievable. The most home runs ever in your first eight starts in a Cubs uniform. And he should have eight home runs. I have to remind everyone that the wind knocked one down. He had won on an extremely windy day. The wind was howling in. And if the wind wasn't a factor, it was scoreboard bound. I remember they really broke it down on the marquee sports network. Boog, 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 Booger. Uh, I know it's Boog. I just sometimes like to say Booger because it's a fun word to say, especially into a microphone. Booger. And uh, JD, they broke it down where they were like, hey, we've got a win factor of almost 35 feet right now blowing in. And yeah, I remember being like, man, he got robbed of a home run right there. That's an unfortunate thing. That only seems to happen at Wrigley. Although San Francisco's got some win too. Be talking about all that stuff and more. So let's get to the games. Let's get to the games. The Cubs lose three of four to the Giants. And the first two games, or first three games, I should say, had a very similar script. Cubs take an early lead, and they don't add. San Francisco comes back and ties it because of some weak starting pitching, some shoddy defense, and basically that's the ball game. The only game, the first two games weren't really close. They had moments where they could have been close, but again, some bad defense. And Jake Arrieta, all right, I wanted to save this conversation a little bit, but let's just get right to it. Love Jake Arrieta, of course. And he was having a pretty solid season. Definitely worth his value in both contract and what he was bringing to the clubhouse, be it a mentor to Edgar Alzaleh because they seem to be getting along real well. So that was nice to see. But right now, since coming back from his injury, it's every other start with Jake. He'll have a start where it's like, all right, two earned, six innings, nice. Then the very next start is struggling to get out of three. And you just can't have this flip-flopping. And it's really trending the wrong way. So I don't know, and the Cubs have a lot of young pitchers. You know, I've talked about this with Trevor Williams in the past, where it's like, "Hey, figure it out," because there's someone waiting in the wings. Trevor Williams, of course, hit, like did figure it out, had a real nice start, and it was like, "Okay, perfect, be this guy now." And then the poor guy has his appendix explode or something like that, and they had to yank that guy out of there, get rid of that useless organ, and and now he's on the. IL for ten days, so who knows when you? I don't know how long you're out with an appendicitis or whatever it's called. Not really sure, but I heard he was he was throwing like on flat ground today. Cole Stewart's looked pretty solid overall. He had that one really strong outing, and then the last one was still pretty decent. So you're kind of like, I want to see how Cole Stewart looks. So if if Jake has another rough outing where he's struggling to get get you some innings, I almost wonder if you skip him a day in the rotation. I don't really think he's a guy who handles going to the bullpen well, nor do I like his makeup in our bullpen. Our bullpen is full of flamethrowers right now, the guys who throw gas and have a certain like pedigree about them. And look, I know most bullpen pitchers are just failed starters. We all know that, right, Cubs fans? I mean, the, the Cubs bullpen has a great sense of humor about it. They've been wearing those Obvious shirts, which, by the way, is a great company. Shout out to Joe at Obvious shirts. Does a lot of uh, charitable stuff give a lot of money back. I know they had that big campaign with ALS and he looks out for the players. So I always tell people, yeah, definitely buy an obvious shirt because it's licensed by the major league baseball players association. And because of that, players get a little bit of the coin that comes from each sale, which I think is nice because sometimes people just rip off a player's likeness and image and all that kind of stuff. And they're just pocketing the money. And it's like, "Eh." if you were in the player's shoes, you probably, you wouldn't care that much, but you'd be a little bit like this guy's making a fortune off a picture of my face that seems a little unfair that's how i view it at least so uh yeah that being said i mean i don't know jake maybe as a bullpen pitcher he could air it out a little bit cuz i know a lot of starters they kind of you know they're preparing to, to throw deep into a game that's their their mindset but if, if, when they switch to the bullpen this has happened a lot they get an extra couple miles per hour on the fastball now you listening in your car or on your during your exercise routine. I don't know how you guys listen to this podcast, but thank you. Thanks for listening. You guys have been fantastic. A right, little side note, we did crack the top 50 for a baseball podcast in America, maybe the world even, according to the Apple podcast baseball charts. We came at number 47 for most of the last week. So let's keep that going. Let's, I want to, I'm going to crack that top 25. Daddy likes to show off. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's, let's keep that, uh, that cubby podcast trainer rolling. So I don't know if Jake is the type of guy though that maybe he does oh I was gonna say if you're asking why can't they just throw that hard the whole time, I'm like, it's just a different thing. You know what I mean? When you're in the bullpen, you go out there knowing I got one inning. It used to be they would have a batter, perhaps, but now with the three batter rule, they, you know, they approach it a little differently, I'd say. But you still know if you got one inning, you're just gonna be like, I'm gonna go up there and throw smoke. Cause I'm not like saving myself, you know? Where a starter is like, okay, I can't get too tired after the second or third inning because I was throwing as hard as I could to start the game. I got to be a little bit smarter about it. I mean, they're still going up there. I mean, these guys are strong guys, so they're still throwing hard, but definitely it's a different mindset when you switch from as a starter to the bullpen, I've seen it a lot with different pitchers. They get a little uptick in the old MPH, throwing a little bit faster, which is cool to see. So that's, that's the starting pitching from the starting pitching really seems to be the weakness of this team. Now, before I get into Kyle Hendricks, I'm going to say that for the second segment because I really want to dive into his performance uh, yesterday, Sunday's game against the Giants, which was important, though, because you don't want, no one ever wants to have a four-game sweep. You don't want to lose three or four either. Well, in the same regard, it's like, all right, we've been playing great baseball overall. We ran into a Giants team that's just a little bit hotter than us. The West Coast swing is always rough for, West, uh, for Midwest teams and East Coast teams especially, too. So, you know, not, no excuses now, Cubs fans. I'm not making excuses, but this is a reality. You know, some people might be like, ah, that West Coast thing, that's such a BS excuse. And I'm like, it it has to be, there has to be some truth behind it because my entire life, I'm in my mid thirties. I've been hearing about tough West Coast trip coming up, hearing Harry Carey slur over his words or we're going to, you know, Francisco Diego to play a four game set. And it's always, this is a bad Harry Carey impression, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't attempt Harry Carey impressions. It's, I leave that to uh, my friend Ryan Dempster and to Will Ferrell and whoever else. That's not my thing. Actually, fun fact, uh, Southside comedian who's uh, had a, a great comedy career, John Campanera, a bit of a Chicago comedy legend, he, I think, did the absolute best Harry Carey impression. But he did it for – he'd done it for a long time, but he resurrected it for like a phone commercial. I think it was like TNT uh, – TNT, Um. ATT, that's what I meant to say. I had uh, TNT on earlier today. Uh, that's a not solid cable network. Anyhow, and uh, people got like offended because like they're like, Harry's dead. Let the man be dead. Do we need to really keep digging up impressions of him for a commercial sake? If you're kind of messing around, I don't I don't mind, you know, when uh, Dempster or, or uh, Harry Carey or not Harry Carey, what am I saying or Dempster does his Harry Carey or when Will Farrell did his um, which to be honest, I always thought Will Farrell's impression was a little overrated. It was just too much of just like, uh, I taste like a hot dog and also other silly stuff like that. And I'm like, it's not accurate. You know, when when you do the whole thing, if you guys might be too young to remember, but Harry Carey was hilarious and accidentally hilarious because he was, people were like, this guy's sauced up. It's the third inning. How many Budweiser's has old Harry had? I remember one time, my, one of my youngest memories of watching a Cubs game, I was probably like seven and Andre Dawson, the Hawk Hall of Famer, 1987 Chicago Cubs MVP, baseball MVP, I should say. He uh, was on first. Someone hit a ball into the gap. And I remember Dawson came racing around second, going towards third. And the the outfielder bobbled it, so Dawson kept going. And Harry Carey goes, round in third base. Here comes Andrew Jackson. That actually wasn't as bad. Round in third base. Nah, I'll stop. I'll stop. You guys would probably like turn out this podcast. But literally, instead of saying Andre Dawson, he said Andrew Jackson which was like ridiculous. Here comes the eighth president of the United States. Is he eighth? I don't know. Don't look that up. All right, let's cut cut to a quick uh, little ad here, everybody. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Mmm. I cannot wait to tell so many friends of mine right now. It's look, it's 2021. Let's get rid of the cigarettes, unplug the vape, throw out the dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum. Right now, this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lockdown MLB Network listeners go to lucy.co and use promo code on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code Lockdown MLB at checkout. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, now to talk about the game. I want to focus more on the win than the losses, of course. Uh, Disappointing thing about the losses, of course, I thought there was some sloppy defense there. And there was a little bit of drama. I should mention this. Saturday night's game, or Friday night's game, I should say, there was a little bit of drama between Wilson Contreras and Anthony Rizzo. We didn't really get the details, though, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, as I because I, some stuff you got to keep in house. So everyone's basically the response from Cubs manager David Ross, Cubs president of baseball operations Jed Hoyer and Rizzo, and I believe Contreras himself have basically been like, "Hey, we're passionate guys. We want to win. We got into a little thing. We've been playing together for a long time. I love him. He's a brother. He's the best. We just got a little upset, a little heated. Happens. No biggie. What were they arguing about? Who knows." Maybe there's a wedding coming up and they're like, where, where are they registered? And they're like, I don't know what's a good gift. And he's like, well, you know, maybe they need some appliances or something like that. And it's like, again, I said, check the registry. You got to be, who knows where they're registered? He goes, yeah, but sometimes a personal gift's good. You don't want to just buy someone a vacuum because they're registered for a vacuum. And it's like, all right, you know what, dude? And then Contreras got mad and slammed his chest protector down. And then he was like, dude, I've been to more weddings than you. And he goes, bet. And then, and then David Ross was like, all right, let's stop. Let's stop this right now. We've got a game. We're still in this game. Let's focus. Focus is what Kyle Hendricks had after a rough start. Because I'll tell you, I thought I'm like, oh, God, we're, you know, I don't write off games early, but it, it, the writing on the wall was basically like, this is just, he's getting rocked. He's getting rocked. Sometimes Contreras will have a start. Not Contreras, I apologize. Sometimes Hendricks will have a start in which he kind of gets, I call it getting nickled and dimed where it's like, okay, a ground ball, they found a hole, a blooper that just happened to land inside the chalk. He's not getting rocked. But, yeah, they're scoring some runs off of him here and there because, you know, it gives up a lot of context, so it's going to happen from time to time. Hitters get lucky against him. But they were smoking pitches, smoking them. I'm like, oh, man, Kyle, get the ball down, buddy. What is going on? He's, they, they broke down his ERA during the broadcast. In the first inning, it's like four and a half. Then it drops down to in the twos for the second inning and then third inning four. that's in the ones. So there's something in the his pregame routine. That's how I would view it. If I was on the Cubs coaching staff, I would think to myself, all right, we're changing up how you prepare for a game because there must be something you're doing where you are not quite in the zone come first inning. And that's got to change, you know, because it might, we could fall so be far behind that. You're putting us in a hole too big to climb out of. Luckily, he kept it with only three runs given up and the Cubs behind Patrick Wisdom. But first, before I start going goo and Gaga over Patrick Wisdom, Hendricks ends up giving you six and a third. He pitched into the seventh quality start, which I thought to me was one of the most it was a very gutsy performance. It could be one of those turning point things when you look over the course of a season. I know, like, you know, one game here or there, you don't really appreciate the time. But looking back, you might be like, remember that game? That looked like a game where we were going to be in our bullpen in, like, the third inning. It could have really taxed the pen. They might have had to make a roster move or two to see who was, you know, and then you could have ended up having to cut someone you like a lot just to fit in a new arm because, you know, you got too many guys worn out from a long game. But instead, he goes deep, keeping the bullpen rested for the San Diego series coming up. Huge Momentum shift, Cubs fans. That's a huge one and one that really you might not notice in the box score, but trust me, David Ross knows and the whole coaching staff is like, thank God he battled back because what a, what a game changer that was. Now, offensively, Patrick Wisdom hits two bombs to dead center field off of Johnny Cueto. Two run, uh, first a solo shot and then a two-run shot to tie the game at three. And a moment in which it was still looking a little bleak. Cause Hendricks hadn't figured it out yet. And he, and he crushed them both. And I'm thinking about myself. I mean, this man has seven home runs now again, should have eight and, and he's doing it against good pitchers too. If you want to think if he was beating up on some bad pitching or if he was hitting like, you know what I'd call garbage time home runs, which you see from time to time, you know, some young player who had promise once upon a time, like I think of like a, You know, The Cubs had that one player, what was his name, Donnie Murphy. He's a good example. Jake Fox, remember him? He was a guy that was like a 26-year-old rookie who tore it up in AAA and then came up right away and was just hitting bombs. Everyone's like, this guy has got a shot. And then they started throwing him a lot of breaking balls, and you're like, oh, okay, there it is. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Patrick Wisdom because he seems to have a really good – he's going to strike out. Throughout his career in the minors, I did a little bit of a player profile on him last week when he had had like three or four home runs at that point. Or it was earlier last week, yeah, and you know he's got a little bit of a high K rate, but overall he sees the ball well, and and hits the ball with some with some thunder behind it. So right now I think the the what the Giants did the first two at bats again, Patrick Wisdom bomb shots to deep center. Next two at bats they struck him out on a steady diet of breaking balls. So they're kind of like we're not throwing this guy a fastball again. So we're going to throw him a lot a lot of hooks. Let's throw him a lot of like curve balls dropping down, some sliders. Let's really. Change his eye level here, make him uncomfortable, and it worked. So now it's up to the Cubs to prepare Patrick Wisdom for that in a sense where it's like, all right, patty boy, let's see how wise you are. Get it? You see what I did there? They're gonna be throwing you some breaking balls. Still be prepared for the fastball, but understand they're gonna work you backwards. If they fall behind 2 0, don't expect some juicy meatball, whatever right the heart of the plate. They're gonna be come, they're gonna be busting you in with some breaking stuff. Be prepared for that wait back a little bit, try to inside out it, shoot it to right center field. You know, it's not the home run ball, but, but Hey, you're not, this isn't a Matt Christopher book. You're not the kid who only hit home runs. Okay. You're a professional baseball player. You're a hitter. You start shooting the ball the other way again. Then they'll be like, all right, well, we got to go back to the fastball. He's on, he's, he's, he's honest with this curveball. There you go. That's how you get that balance. That's what you need to see out of one Patrick wisdom, but he's been, he's been key right now because there's, you know, Ian Happ had a nice game, a walk, a double. So hopefully he's coming back around. Jason Hayward has just been, again, it's only been a couple games back, but it's just been ugly, ugly. And he's not even shining in right field the way he, he had previously did. You know, that was the one thing you could always say about Jay Hay when, his, when the offense wasn't there, you're like, hey, he gives us gold glove defense. He gives you leadership. And I'm a fan of Jason Hayward and will always be. Just simply for the speech in 2016. You know, we don't win the World Series without that talking to that he gave the fellas. And he seems to be a great guy, gives back to the community. Everyone who's been a teammate of him raves about him. So this, you know. But I'm not blind. We got to be honest with ourselves, too. It's at a point where I don't I don't think he's your you're in your best nine. He does not need to be starting every day. I think you play the matchups with him. Especially when some more and more players get off the IL. And I'm going to save that for a little bit. I'm going to go over what I think the starting lineup should be now and going forward when, when certain guys like Nico come back. Another player is Eric Sogard. Now, I stuck up for him a bit by saying, hey, this guy's actually a really good pinch hitter. And he is. As a pinch hitter, he's in like 333. As a starter, terrible. He's been really bad and he's been getting too many starts. Alcantara has looked far better, both defensively and offensively. And as young as 24, he has been an extra base machine, runs the base as well. I just don't see the point in Eric Sogard right now. I'm not saying some people want to get rid of him right away. And right now I don't, I don't see that as an option. Maybe when Nico and Bo- David Bodie come back, then I could see the idea of, yeah, let's cut cut him loose. But he has been decent off the bench as a pinch hitter. This is true. Can't argue with me on that. But as a starter, I agree 100%. He should not be in the starting lineup. He just shouldn't be. Now, I might be speaking out of turn here. I really really wish baseball reference and fan graphs had it easier to look up a player's career against certain pitchers. Because, I don't know, there might have been one of the starts where it's like, oh yeah, I'm starting Sogard today because he's 7 for 10 off this guy. Great, I need that information. And I didn't hear it from the broadcast, and it's not that easy to look up. It's I wish you could just type in, like, this player versus this player. Maybe that is out there. <laughs> Listeners might be like, Joe, there is a website for that, you idiot. If that's the case, tweet at me, at LockedOnCubs. The, the direct messages are, are open. You could also, the Gmail is LockedOnCubs at gmail.com. So hit me up with that information so I don't sound like an idiot on here because it would be nice to know why certain players are getting – benched at certain times and all that. But right now, Sogard, the defense is like, and he had a play in the game yesterday where if he would have just ran to the bases like you teach every little leaguer to do, run through the base, safe easily. But instead he dove. He didn't slide, guys. He dove over first base. He was like a foot away from the bag and decided now I'm going to belly flop towards the base and went over. It didn't touch the base. It was one of the stupidest base running plays I've ever seen in my entire life. If my, I could, I, I woke up my son, my, my four year old son was, or no, was he sleeping? Maybe he was. I, I said, You got to get in here right now. You see what this man just did? Don't ever do that. And he's like, I play T ball. There's not plays at first base. You teach us to just run to the bag and stop there. I'm like, All right, all right. Just, you, you understand me enough, though. Okay, son. Built bar. Do you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors plus often limited time additional flavors? When you talk about that, do that again. Bilt Bar. Do you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? We're talking coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. That's my favorite. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate salted caramel. Not caramel. It's caramel, everybody. I will I will win this war on this, of the caramel versus caramel, just to throw that out there. Um, it's an amazing product to get you ready for your day, everybody. Uh, low in carbs, low in sugar, great flavor. So many nutrition bars these days just... It's cardboard. You're eating cardboard, okay? But not Built Bar. You got 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and we all got to watch out for sugar. Only four grams of sugar. You can't beat that. It's a delicious way to start your day to keep you going with the energy. So don't forget, everyone, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's right. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and yes, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't send the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on all the action, all the fun. It's coming. The playoffs, the NBA playoffs have just started. NHL right there, too. So head over to the website on your laptop or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, your online sports book experts, promo code locked on. All right, Cubs fans. I wanted to end the podcast by talking about uh, the lineup. Okay. Because there it's been tough with the Cubs. There's been a lot of injuries lately. And that's why if, if say, say we even, you know, the San Diego series starts tonight. I would love to take two out of three. That way we're three and four on a seven game West coast trip. But even if we end up being two and five on the trip, in a way, I'm okay with that. Because if you look at the big picture over the last three weeks, they're still playing great baseball. I always want the wins. But again, this is, a, this is a tough stretch of the schedule right now. And with the injuries and everything like that, you just hope for a 500 June until people start to come back. Because I knew you knew the injuries would eventually start to catch up. And I think we're seeing it a little bit here or there. Although the starting pitching really seems to be the main concern that I still have going forward. The lineup though, Right now, I'm thinking, I'm, st- I'm kind of liking Jock Peterson in the leadoff spot. I know he's not your prototypical leadoff hitter, but his strikeouts are down recently. He makes good contact. Had a two-home run game against San Francisco. It was a bummer we lost that game. He let off the game with a home run. Hit another one with some power. Uh, I guess he got a little, nothing serious. He's a little, little banged up. That's why he didn't start in the game yesterday. But I like Jock leading off. Then the number two spot, I'm kind of going back and forth with. I had an idea during this podcast that I'm going to lay on you. But first, let me just give you my original. Here's the lineup. Jock leading off left field. Chris Bryant batting second, playing right field. Make note of that. Javier Baez at shortstop batting third. Anthony Rizzo cleaning it up, batting fourth, playing first base, of course. Now, the reason I like Rizzo four instead of Rizzo third, because I was talking about this with my cousin and another friend of mine, is because it behind Javi, you want a high-contact guy. Rizzo rarely strikes out. He's, he's more of an elite bat. Because say you get Peterson leads off of the walk, KB doubles, but you know, Jock didn't make it there, so whatever reason, I don't know. Second and third. Or here's the scenario, actually. Jock slides into third. Chris Bryant being a great base runner, that's when he gets into second. So really it was a single, and he was smart enough to take second. So you got second and third. Javi's up. Say Javi strikes out. Bummer. You want a high-contact guy behind him to, get, to drive it in by just hitting a ground ball hard to the right side or a fly ball somewhere. So I feel like the high-strikeout guys, instead of going righty-lefty so much, I almost think like high-contact guy, high-strikeout guy, let's have some balance there. You don't want too many of the high-strikeout guys in a row because then if you did have a bases-loaded, nobody-out situation, they bring in some flamethrower. You got the guy strikes out the side. Everyone feels like feels sadness. You don't want that, right? So then I've got Contreras behind Rizzo. Willie strikes out on the higher end of things, right? So then having Rizzo between Javi and Willie, there's nice. This is where it gets a little tough. Ian Happ batting six in center field. Happ does strike out a bunch. Then I have Patrick Wisdom batting seven third base. Wisdom lately hasn't been striking out a lot, but still over the course of his minor league career is a guy that's a little bit prone to the strikeout. You don't mind as much because of the other things he's been doing. And as far as wisdom being for real, I definitely believe it for the time being. He's obviously not going to be hitting at the level he's at. He's eventually going to go back down a little bit, of course, but I still like the upside overall. Then I've got Alcantara batting eighth, playing second base. I love that defensive up the middle of Javi and Alcantara right now. Javi left the game a little early Sunday. Hopefully it's nothing too serious as well. Got to give you guys a heads up there. I was Googling to see if there's any updates from Cubs staff, but nothing as of yet. Now, I said I've, I changed my mind a little bit. Because, again, Contreras, Hap, Wisdom all in a row. Half I like as a switch hitter there. But now I'm thinking, let's get a little saucy with it, huh? What if we go Jock Peterson leading off. Then we go Patrick Wisdom batting second in front of Chris Bryant hitting third. He'll get more fastballs then. And he's killing the fastball right now. So why not ride the hot hand? The number two spot in the order, I've always kind of viewed in a way... Here would be my, like, advanced crazy thinking. Look at it in the sense of, like, I could rotate that spot out as long as I've got a strong one and a strong three. Now, the Cubs have had trouble with that leadoff spot, of course, but because the two spot in front of an awesome three hitter, that's a way to keep a guy hot or to turn a guy around. Someone who's been struggling where you're like, you know what? Someone who's struggling that's normally good. So you're like, let's put him in front of someone who the opposing pitcher is like, well, I'm not going to put him on. Because if you've got a guy struggling in the back of the lineup, they'll just throw him junk because it's like, all right, I'll take my chance with the 8-hitter or the 9-hitter. I'm not going to let you figure it out against me. Now, so, so then we have Wisdom 2, KB 3. I still do Rizzo 4 there. Or you could do... See, I don't know if I like Wisdom 2, KB 3, Javi because it's too many righties in a row. So then I still I go Rizzo 4 behind KB, which is okay. Then Javi 5. Then in the 6th spot... I guess you have to go Contreras. You have no choice. And then inhaps until he starts to really light it up, I'm almost okay with him going eighth. And then you could have Alcantara, who's been hitting the ball pretty well, bat him seventh to kind of, again, break up the strikeout guys. Now, here's where it could get exciting. And I'll give you this lineup real quickly now. When Nico Horner comes back, it's it's going to be so it's a game changer. It really is. Again, I'll have Jock Peterson leading off. I'll go back to uh, keep Wisdom. Why not? Keep him batting second. Bryant three, Rizzo four, Javi five, six, Nico. Because now Javi's protected by Nico Horner, who's elite with the contact rate. And then you could have Contreras seven, and then you have to figure out, because obviously when Nico's back, Alcantara would be back to the bench. So then I guess you'd have Ian Happ betting eighth. So Contreras seventh, Ian Happ, your six, seven, eight is going to be Nico Horner, Wilson Contreras, and Ian Happ. That's strong. And then when Matt Duffy comes back, it's a whole nother thing where it's like, what do we do? But presently, there's just no reason to start Jason Hayward every day. I'm sorry. I know you're paying him a lot of money, but that's a sunk cost at this point. You have to accept that. All right, everyone. That's been the Lockdown Cubs podcast for Monday, June 7th. I hope everyone's having a great week. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Check out my YouTube channel. I just put on a Joe Kilgallen's Greatest Hits, stand-up comedy fans out there. So definitely check that out, youtube.com slash Killgallon. And as always, everyone, go Cubs. Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.